It's the Global Metal Mayhem Show. Welcome to another episode of the Global Metal Mayhem Show. I am your host, Diane Webb, and today I'm adding an addition to the, the team. This is Patrick Burt. You may know him from working with me at Yesterday's News. He's a crazy metal fanatic, and we're going to talk some cool shit today. I think today we're talking booze and coffee brews. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, it's, it's kind of relevant because, you know, I woke up yesterday morning and I'm thinking... You know, what are we going to do the show about this week? And, and then I saw a press release from Anthrax's team and it said Anthrax has a new whiskey out. And let me take a look here. It is called the Evil Twin 1 and 2 Rye Whiskey. And it got me to thinking because it seems like there's a lot of bands out there really in metal, especially metal and hard rock that either have their own coffee brand or they've got some sort of booze brand, whether it's you know, hard liquor, or it's a beer, or it's wine, or, you know, whether it's, you know, your traditional lager, or your snotty IPAs, you know, I mean, it's beer is beer, right, and I say that because I'm not a beer drinker, and I'm a professed, I hate beer, because I'm allergic to brewer's yeast, so I used to love beer, I hate everybody who can drink beer now, so Patrick is a beer lover, and he can drink beer, so he can come in and talk about the beers here. Damn right. (laughs) And you've done a few of the shows and I did one of the shows that came through, um, well, not too long, not this year, in the last, over the last year or so. I've had these great freaking shows that are tied to really great beers. Uh, yeah, I did Punk and Drublick. There was Scallywag Festival, which Scallywag Festival was the one that was uh, Bad Religion and Pennywise with Real Big Fish. That, that was fun. They had the the wrestling, the like, was it the Nacho Libre no. wrestling? They had wrestling at one of those events. It was really cool. Don't remember which one that one was that you did, but I was far more jealous that you got to do that one for the <laughs> wrestling. Uh, that was great. Was like, like, that's great. Cause you know me, like, I'm like, I've been dying forever to shoot a WWE show, man. I'm like, I'm one of these crazy people that I want to go and I want to get up there. They could sweat on me. I want to shoot one of those shows. I'm like, <laughs> you know, the fun, I love the sports. I mean, you know me, we've shot monster truck shows together and yeah, and it was it was fucking awesome and i mean like you saw how excited i was with that i mean like i had never been to like the monster jam show and wait that was like that's like in like two years i think yeah 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 and i was i think i was turning 26 at that point and i mean you got to basically see me be like a seven-year-old kid like wanting to like drop my camera and be like oh my god just (laughs) let me go (laughs) It, it makes me feel like I'm seven when I'm there too, because you still, you smell all the dirt and the fuel in the air and then the trucks are vroom, vroom, and they're flipping and you got the little motorcycles doing their little races. I mean, like they used to a long time ago, they had the, um, the stunt bikes, you know, where they do the, the flying mans and shit. Like those were so great. Like, yeah, it's going to be a while. I think till we have some of those back and this whole Corona shit, it, it's yeah. just filling me with how like we've really got nothing to do. And Maybe that's why people are coming out with more alcohol this year in their brands, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, we were sitting before the show talking about it and we've counted up at least 28 bands that either have their own coffee brew or they've got their own um, booze and people are out there making brews or, or they've made brew and we've come across them. I, I, I thought it was kind of cool. I reached back to look at who's been making brew and what they have. And I didn't realize there were that many out there. And I'm sure there's tons of other bands that I don't, you know, maybe they're not the genre that we follow that are doing their own IPAs or their own vineyards, whatever they're doing. But it's pretty impressive list. I mean, you you got a, a good look at the list. I mean, were you kind of surprised to see that many people 
I really was in some of the stuff that I was surprised with, especially for the coffee. Uh, one of the bands that popped up here that I was surprised with was Corn. Like, uh, Corn Coffee. I did not think about that. I was, I didn't know that that was a thing. Um, and then it got me thinking, who else has it? And then it got me uh, remembering a few years ago, I went to go shoot for the Black Dahlia Murder and Exhumed, and Exhumed has their own coffee. And Behemoth has their own as well. I just remembered that a little while ago. And uh, Municipal Waste has their own coffee too. And my mom, who is a big coffee drinker, will 100% say that that was some of her favorite coffee she has ever had. See, now that kind of blows my mind because I knew Corn had coffee. I did not know Municipal Waste, Exhumed, and Behemoth had their own coffee brands. That to me is like, but but then, you know, I'm going to hit this one because I'm going to play it later in the show. I had a conversation a while back with Charlie Benante, the drummer of Anthrax. Um, he's got his own coffee brand and we talked about coffee and we also talked about, you know, his art and his, you know, drawings and, and stuff he's done for the, the band for their album covers and their merch and stuff. And you know, we had a really great conversation about coffee and I don't think a lot of people ask him about his coffee or maybe they don't know, but he has his own brand and um, it's handled now through dark matter coffee, got a regular roast and a dark roast and he's been doing it for quite some time. It's really good coffee. And then a couple of years back, I was at NAM and I came around the corner and uh, there's a booth for Dave Ellison's coffee. So it's like Megadeth's got coffee, what? And so of course I brought some bags of that home and I've shipped bags to Sweden to friends over there that were like, wait, what? And so, uh, you know, it's like people just can't believe where you find coffee. Like people love their coffee. I mean, one uh, kind of got me on here is uh, Kirk Hammett, you know, Metallica and Exodus. He had his own coffee brand called Ghoul Screamer. And I don't know whatever happened to that brand um it's been a few years now but i don't i don't see it on the dark matter site anymore i don't know if he moved it or what i couldn't figure out where it went but he had his own brand um judas priest did a 35th anniversary celebration of their album british steel and they did a limited edition run of coffee there are so many bands out there doing things and in aerosmith joey kramer has got his own brand called rocket and roastin like i didn't realize coffee was that big of a thing but one thing about charlie Bonanti is he had this YouTube show where he would talking coffee with Charlie and I saw him and Tom Araya from Slayer just gushing over coffee. And I think Randy, <laughs> Randy Blythe from Lama God was on an episode two and they were all talking about like the roasting and the smell and, you know, the, the, the whole, the lifestyle built around coffee. And I didn't realize how ingrained it was, but it really is the bands that I've been around, band, my band friends, everybody wants to get a cup of coffee. It's either you're either getting your coffee or you're getting some sort of your brew or something. And it's, it's like the world connection, not just the music, but you've got your signature brews. And on this list here, have you had any of these beers? I mean, we're looking at oh, all man. these bands. I mean, some of these brews I think may not be being made anymore, but Megadeth, Metallica, Exodus, Corn, Aerosmith, Judas Priest, they had coffee. Exodus had coffee and Corn had coffee, but. <laughs> Let's talk coffee because I know you're a huge coffee fan and lover and you've got your own coffee out called Dark Matter. Yes. Can you tell the fans how you decided to come up with your own coffee brand? This was something that I did years ago uh, independently, just myself. I, I found a roaster and explained to them the type of coffee that I was looking for to make. We got some different blends and we blended these and we roasted these a little darker and we put some of this in it and that in it. And we came up with two different types of blend. One is a more darker roast and much, and the other one is more of a lighter roast. So I was doing that for a while. And then 
I was introduced to uh, the dark matter people who are in Chicago, where I live, and we hit it off, and we, you know, talked about possibly merging it, and now they do the coffee. They put it out for me, so, um, uh, and they love coffee, too, and they love music, and it's uh, it's one of those things where it's a, it's a good marriage. I just want it all over the place. I want it everywhere. Yeah, because, you know, I'm from Seattle, so, you know, I grew up on Starbucks, but I travel the world, and I look forward to coffee everywhere I go because it's just such an experience to hear that there's other people in the music industry that love their coffee and it, and to find somebody that makes their own coffee is fantastic. And the thing also with me is I was doing this before these other people started to slap a label on a coffee bag. Is there a city in the world when you're out on tour that you know you're going to get a great cup of coffee or that you really look forward to and you see that that city is on the tour? Of course, Seattle. And Seattle has a long history of roasters and and of course this starbucks you know mecca is there and i remember years ago going down to pikes and going at the starbucks you know and getting coffee there and then i also liked seattle's best i thought they had a really good bunch of coffee i enjoy when i go to portland there's a place called stumptown coffee which i really enjoy they make really good coffee there if i'm going to south america I definitely have to hit up Costa Ricans. You know, they make a great uh, cup of coffee. The Colombians make a really good uh, coffee. So, you know, from region to region, you're going to find something that you're going to enjoy. But I remember the last time I was in Costa Rica, I remember I had a lot of coffee. That's great. Fans can get your coffee. It's the Blend Be It All is your dark roast and your Forever Metal is your medium roast. They can find that out on your website. Yeah, and it'll go the dark matter site you could order from my site so it's either way uh we get it to you as fast as possible awesome one other thing i want to talk to you about too is that i don't think a lot of fans also realize that you're also an artist and you design the band's cover work the ads marketing tools and the merch is it easy for you to come up with each design you do i wouldn't say it's easy but a lot of times it's a something just clicks with with me An, an idea will spawn another idea and then I'll bounce it off of like my friend Stephen Thompson, who does a lot of the illustrating now for us. And I'll bounce it off of him, and boom, just comes up with with something that's really amazing. And that's how I've been doing it for the past I don't know almost ten years with him. Uh, it's good to find uh, someone who gets the ideas and and can put it on paper and just yep that's it let's do that sometimes i'll do the the sketch of it but when it comes to an album cover uh that's when i just take a while to just kind of absorb everything like i like to get an idea of the music and the vibe and this that and then the title just comes and then the cover just comes the, the concept like the live one i always wanted to do a, a not a tribute but yeah like kind of like a pay homage to KISS because we've been KISS fans forever and always wanted to do something like Rock and Roll Over because it was one of my favorite album covers and I would just stare at that thing. So this kind of lent itself to that and that's what I wanted to do. And if you look at, there's little secrets in there there's, that maybe only a true KISS fan would know certain things that are in that package that they would get. Most people wouldn't get it. But if you look at my crown that I'm wearing, you'll see coffee mug and you'll see a snare drum in my crown. And I noticed there was the a teardrop. Uh, correct. And then, if, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but Scott's beard is obviously looking a lot like someone else's tongue off of Kiss. 
that's right, that's there, yep. Rad, it's, and, a, uh, it's a great cover. Yeah, I had a great time doing it, and when Gene saw it, he loved it. His comment was, you guys promote KISS more than KISS promotes KISS. <laughs> did you get any backlash from the KISS diehard fans when they saw the cover of the new album, or did they kind of get it. it and they were like, this is cool? They love it. That's awesome. They love it. I remember doing, uh, I did the Three Sides of a Coin show, and they were telling me how much they loved it. And those are the probably the diehard KISS fans you'll, you'll ever meet. That's rad. Now, can I ask you, the Anthrax logo... Did you design that, or how did the Anthrax logo come about? I didn't design that. No, I did not. Um, the guy who did the first cover for us also did the logo. My thing is we paid we paid money for a terrible album cover, but we got a really good logo out of it. For the Anthrax fans who followed you guys all this time and who've been on your journey with you, is there anything you want to say to them? What can you say to someone who's followed you throughout the, the history of the band, the ups, downs, the great times, the the not so great times and you stuck with us and you know for us to make better music is because of them you know they push it I really get upset when I read people posting stuff like bring back the old singer and stuff like that I understand you like that chapter of the band but that's 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 then it's never coming back and I would appreciate it if you just keep that to yourself because it's an insult to band as what it is right now. Absolutely. I get that. I mean, music evolves. And I've been with you guys on this journey for a really long time. And, you know, I'm here with you guys still. And I love what you guys are doing. So keep doing it. The fans are going to find you. And they're going to keep listening. And they're going to come along. Even the ones that don't necessarily agree, they're still listening. Well, thank you. Charlie, thank you so yeah. much for your time. Thank Coffee. you very much. I, I appreciate this. Megadeth has uh dave mustaine has a vineyard metallica's got fitting whiskey in a jar (laughs) come on like to their own song that's kind of great you know we might have to play that track this episode that's pretty funny um then you've got like see a monomarth i mean i could expect that the swedes they love their alcohol that whether we're brewing alcohol like the liquor wine or if it's the beer so you've got a monomarth that I'm just, I'm going to scan down this. Europe, they have a beer called Demon Head. In Flames, this one is a cool one. So in Flames, a few years back, Peter Evers, um, he left the band, the bass player. He retired and just stay home, you know, doing things closer to home because his kids are growing up and he wanted to be closer there. But he's still doing music and stuff. But him and Daniel Svensson, the former drummer of In Flames, went in together and created a brewery in 2016 called Odd Island Brewery. Not too long after that, Peter and Bjorn Galote, they opened their own restaurant called 2112, which is in Gothenburg. It's really cool little restaurant. I've eaten there. Food's fabulous. And they've got great drinks and stuff on tap there. And then in 2017, um, the vocalist, Anders Frieden, he created his own brewery called Frequency Beer Works. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, it's this whole, like, you can go there and you're going to find all these artists that have some sort of tie into something outside of that. I mean, even with um, Europe, you know, having their beer. So their bass player, John Levin, he just got involved not too long ago um, with a few other artists. They came in and took over ownership of a pub restaurant in Stockholm called Broderna Olsen's Garlic and Shots. I mean, everyone's got their hands involved in something. And when you look at the list, is, is there anybody on there that surprises you? Or is there beer on there you've had? Because like, I see Pig Destroyer had a head cage beer and Ramstein's got, you know, their own Pilsner wine, tequila, rum and vodka. I mean, Let's see, out of any of these that I've had, I have had the um, Mastodon Black Tongue Beer IPA. I've had that one. It So that one I just randomly stumbled across. 
<laughs> stumbled across while drinking but um um <laughs> i was actually with my grandparents when i found it uh we were at some random beer shop in michigan when i found it it was the only place that i'd seen it and i was like okay cool grabbed that and i pointed at the wall this guy was standing behind and he had a bunch of cool beer cans and he actually wound up having um and i actually still have them he sent them to me he gave me a can of uh it was guar beer from the guarbecue he gave me one of uh a pig destroyer one he gave me there was a there was a couple others i can't remember what they were i think he gave me an amana marth one and there was something different i can't remember what the other one was but I got to try, I got to try those and used to saw like, oh yeah, man, they've just sat, you know what, this is just sat here for a while and you, you seem like a big fan. I mean, you're here in your guar shirt, so here you go. So yeah, he, has he ever seen you get jizzed on by guar <laughs> in the pit? <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Patrick, you should head over to yesterdaysnews.com. There's tons of photos from guar shows. He doesn't go protected. He's just like, spray me. <laughs> like. I'll put my camera behind my back as soon as I see like the blood starting to come out. Camera goes behind me. I put one arm up like, okay, get me. I see the other photographers go to the corners and it's just myself and the security guard standing right in the middle. Come back bloody looking every year and I'm gonna go straight to work the next day where I work with elementary school kids. Um, <laughs> you brave it because i've never done a guar show yet i'm like that's something that's on my list to do i'm like at some point i need to do it i'm not afraid of getting soaked down i mean i've been at other festivals where you know you're just out there in the pouring rain so i mean if it's colored food colored water whatever versus being poured down in the rain it's wet is wet from a show so as long as it's not nasty body sweat from the people like that or the the dude that a while back here in Seattle at El Corazon during an Amata Mars show, some dude shit himself in the middle of the pit and <laughs> he wouldn't leave and people pushed so him bad. and ejected him out of the audience towards the toilets. Like the whole place smelled like shit. And I was like, yeah, those kinds of things I don't want on me. I've been in there. It's been packed. I Prevail played there one year um, and it was so packed you couldn't even get in the front door. And I had to make my way up to the top by the sound booth just to get a couple shots and then leave. And I was soaked just going like 10 feet. I know you and I have had that discussion. We've both seen shows there that like I love El Corazon, but there have been shows there that I'm like, this should not have been here. That Amon Amarth show probably being the number one show that I'm like, this shouldn't have been. Yeah, that here. was weird. That Amon Amarth show was the one that had Sabaton opening for them. That was the weirdest. Like, you don't get those kind of shows in Europe. Like, they're big, massive festivals. They're not playing these tiny little venues. And then, you know, the, the crowds get crazy. Like, you get that five assholes in the crowd that's totally packed that want to body slam, and people are crowded in. Like, yeah. <laughs> And, nuts to bust. but you're the one that is happy to jump off the stage at El Corazon and lay on the floor you know like <laughs> the, the the floor's bouncy like it's not so bad like when you hit the floor it doesn't hurt so much like the floor at El Corazon sure hurts a hell of a lot less than the one at Studio 7 <laughs> yeah Studio 7's floor is really hard because yeah yeah you were the one that had your head cracked open and had to go to the hospital you had a you stopped a show too didn't you I did <laughs> which band was that I that sure was uh did. Black Dahlia Murder 2017 2017 Summer Slaughter too. yeah 
You haven't been quite the same since. <laughs> nope. Sure haven't. No, no. Yeah. I would still go back into a dying fetus pit. I really would. Like, I miss, I miss that so much. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. I'm like, what do you think? 2020, like, the shows that have been canceled all around the world. I mean, I... I I mean, I want to be cautiously optimistic and hope that we're going to get some shows back next year. I mean, I've got my tickets that carried over from this year to next year, you know, the Sweden Rock Festival, and I've got my tickets for Vakken, and I've got festival tickets for uh, Call of the Wild in the UK, and I've got Indoor Summer in Hamburg, and I'm like, what do you think? I mean, you know, there's a festival in Norway I want to go to, too, but... I really don't know when we're going to have shows back. I mean, what do you think? Do you think there's any chance that we're going to get shows back? And did you see that? What's that? The band, the Flaming Lips, they just did that. The Boy in the Bubble show. Would you ever go to a show like that? What the kind of music I listen to? Well, if, to? if it was death metal, I mean, <laughs> would you go to a show in a bubble where you're all sweating in your own ass crack in your own bubble? I mean, that's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> moshing in one of those would be so much fun. But Yeah, that'd be so much safer from all the kidney shots I've had moshing. Oh my God. It would be so much fun. Can you imagine a wall of death in one of those? Just like the amount of Maybe if they were more like hamster wheels where you could run on the wheel and like try not to like figure it out. I mean, I've seen people before in those bubbles running around on sports fields where they're like half, they come like your waist up and there people are bun running into each other, bumping to each other. It's the weirdest, <laughs> it's like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. You saw the amount of DVDs I have of Jackass, you know where I would be. Like, <laughs> so how would I how would I what what is my opinion of this I'm really hoping that we can but maybe part of this is I'm feeling a little selfish in this for the fact of I had Rage Against Machine tickets I have oh. waited over 20 years to see this band and they have been a staple of my childhood mainly for the fact of I've played Tony Hawk since I was a kid like a little little kid so maybe I'm feeling a little selfish here for that. But in the grand scheme, I'm hopeful. I've, in the last few years, I've wound up becoming more of a hopeful person and more optimistic than anything. So I'm hoping for it. Realistically, it's looking a little, it kind of looks a little grim. You know, we, we can't say what's going to happen in the next six to some odd months we never know what can be the outcome so all we can really do is just hold strong and hope that something good can happen uh, and you know i'm not i'm not going to be in a rush to get on an airplane or anything that's kind of a strange for me because that's my first thing you know i'm like come mid-may i'm off to europe and it already feels weird and bleak and strange because i feel so off center this year because i my entire summer like everybody else around the world is just gone but for me, you know, June rolls around mid-May, June, and that's, my body is already in, like, I'm burnt out from work, I'm ready just to go and enjoy myself and meet my friends from around the world that we congregate once a year to hang out and party and have a good time, and it just feels so weird. It's like the year that just kind of happened but didn't happen, and, you know, I'm, I'm cresting into the 50s next year, and I'm kind of pissed off because I spent this last year, you know, the last two years, and now I'm spending the last two years of my 40s basically on house arrest that I didn't do anything wrong and I'm stuck at home I can't stand this anymore it's like I'm sure we could think of something 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know, in, I know some places that like Sweden right now, they currently can have shows, but they're like private shows and you can't have more than 50 people. But I read something today that they're looking at expanding that to toward 300 um, somewhere after November-ish. Um, you know, it's it's hit or miss. And then here's the UK kind of sort of going back on lockdown again and Germany is spiking again. I mean, it, it was to be expected. That's what they said they expected come fall. But, you know, I mean, aside from that, bands are making music. You know, there's tons of music coming out, but then, you know, there's there's some really great releases that have come out, and then there's some releases that I wish wouldn't have come out. And I'm not going to name any names right now, <laughs> but, you know, there are a few albums I'm like, I regret having to hear, and I've heard mumbles from other folks that said, oh, what a piece of shit album, or I just didn't, God, why? And I've asked on the side, hey, what album was that? Because please don't make me listen to it, you know? like, <laughs> What's been the best album for you so far this year? Oh, god i don't know i mean you're the you're the most metal of us i mean i'm i'm metal too but you are the most extreme metal out of the two of us so <laughs> yeah enough. fair enough i mean you know was it anal nakrath anal nothric yeah that came out and that is phenomenal oh my god that is i always think to myself like can these guys really keep pushing bounds and i never know if they and i'm like they can't top their last album they're like dying fetus can they really top the last thing they just did and then they continually do it more and i'm just like wow i guess they can um top album for me you know this is this is one of the first times in a while i have really sat down and just completely just listened and listened and listened to everything but the thing is is I have been finding so many new artists that I can actually this is taking me forever because I'm like okay I actually have a lot of new artists I can discuss right now this is this is gonna take me a sec well, you know it's like I was saying because you know, because we're doing this and, and Spotify finally decided to let us put music into episodes, you know, the show goes on today's rock radio as well. Um, but we're limited to some things we could play on the show. Like I would love to on here for the Spotify stream side of it to play this band. And it's a one man band and it's called Prophets of Yuway out of India. It's this crazy death metal. Their album came out, his, he put his album out last year and it's insane but it's nowhere on Spotify. The only place I've been able to find this album was on YouTube. And it was by sheer accident that I found it. Um, and we'll throw the track on Days Rock Radio for damn sure. You guys got to hear some tracks off that album. It's insane, crazy. Like, I, I didn't know that that was that kind of intensity was coming out of India. It was kind of surprising to me. And I, you said something about some Russian band, right? Yeah. They're a slam band, like brutal death metal slam band from uh, <clears throat> from where is it specifically? I think it's St. Petersburg, Russia. I think it's St. Petersburg. They're called I Tore My Eyes Out. They're pretty brutal if you can't tell by the by the uh, name of the band. But the the cool thing about them is they actually uh, they um, have a lot of features their vocalist pulls in features from other bands so you get to learn about all these other bands so he just connects you to all these other bands just by using the vocalist from that other band so i have learned about a ton of other bands which will give you a lot of bizarre 
names, but that just comes with the territory of slam and brutal death metal, especially when you hear things like uh, uh, one of my favorite ones was uh, Throat Shank. <laughs> nice. But um, there's there's one in particular that's just it's a rough one. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Well, I know, like, just in the last couple of days, I've finally gotten around to some getting some of the new promos coming out from some of the bands. Like, I think a few of these albums have already come out and then some that are coming out. But I'm happy to see, like, Napalm Death has a new track, a uh, new, new album out. I've got that yes. now. Uh, it's so good. Yeah, so I've got that now. And then um, Skeletal Remains and Necrophobic both had new albums. So... Ooh, I didn't know Necrophobia. Yeah, it's called Dawn of the Damned out on Century Media Records. Um, I think that's coming out here. It's either just came out or it's coming out in the next month. But uh, yeah, I mean, like there's, and then Plague Years got a new album coming out. Like, there's so much in Sepsis. And like, I'm seeing like all these bands that have kind of like lost. I'm like this year, like I say, this year has been a weird year for me. Like normally, you know me, I'm like on a normal year, it's hundreds and hundreds of concerts. And I'm always talking about music. And this year I've kind of like just pulled back. I just feel like I'm broken inside. And, and it doesn't, it just feels like no amount of music is going to fix it until we can get something live because I miss that the live, the, as much as I complain at live shows about how stupid people are and they piss me off and don't touch my fucking lower back and don't touch my butt. And, but you know, like, as you're passing through the crowd, I miss the stupid people at this point, at this point, you know, like the, the ones that, you know, remember it's, oh, Studio 7, the great ones where you would come into a show and people were so caught up and, and one of my worst ones was Jungle Rot and I had some, some punk kid looked at me from across <laughs> the room and it, our eyes locked and I knew I was about to get hurt and he came at me and he just slammed me and I grabbed him and I was like, get that shit in the pit. And he was like, whoa, because <laughs> like, I just, you know, I knew it was going to hurt and man, it hurt so bad. But it felt so good because stupid me last year at Vakken, I jumped in the pit with Legion of the Damned. I don't care. It's Legion of the Damned. They don't come here to the States. Get me some of that great freaking thrash metal from those guys and I'm going to be in the pits, you know. And then there was a girl like came about about as high as my boobs and she was giving everybody the worst kidney shots. Her elbows were perfect to just nail one side and then switch to the other. <laughs> it was brutal. I have a... Uh... I've been slammed in numerous jungle rot pits and it sucks. I love jungle rot and I still to this day can never awesome. say hello to Dave Matrace because I look at him and I suddenly get the, 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 the I can't talk. <laughs> I just <laughs> so I just love their music and it just like and I'm done. I just can't I can't even muster a word. And it's embarrassing, like sadly embarrassing. <laughs> because I get made fun of by our other local photographers. They're like, what is wrong? Then I'm like I just can't muster the words. You know, I'll, I will admit one. I will admit one. I have one of those too. I have one of those I've two. seen it. I've seen it. No, no, not that one. Not that one. I have a different okay, one. Okay, so the one, I, the one I was thinking, we went to the, the show <laughs> and on their last tour. We were up in Vancouver, BC, and we're standing on the backside of the venue outside and walk by goes Nurgle. And I'm like dude, there he is, say hi, and he, da, 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 nothing came out of his mouth. <laughs> he, he couldn't find the words, and he, and he looked right at you, too. It was like, just say hi. <laughs> but he looked busy. <laughs> <laughs> 
He looked busy. There were two other people with him, and I was just all like, I want to show you. I got, I got a tattoo too, man. I got a tattoo of the unholy trinity right here, dude. <laughs> It'll never happen. So who's the one you can't speak to? <laughs> For some reason, I can never remember her name. What's the band? But it's, it's the vocalist of Dying Wish. Oh yeah, I really she's she's super cool she's really nice and she and i'm always just like she's really cute but and then like i see her go on and i'm like she's really good at she's really good at what she does and she's just awesome and i'm just all like i see her outside and i'm just like hey i should go say hi and be all like hey your show was really good your set was awesome and i'm just all like nah you're surrounded by people i'm good i'm just I'm just some guy. <laughs> so I just walk back. That's awesome. Actually, the last show I went to was a Dying Wish show. I saw Dying Wish with uh, Vamachara and Sanction. That was a brutal show. I I was just standing there and I caught caught a fist to the side of the head and I was like, oh, oh okay, whatever. <laughs> I've had just, that happen a few times. Oh yeah, I was totally I was totally down for it. I was just like looked over and I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I was a terror like three days before. So <laughs> yeah. To answer your question, I think I actually have mine. I was just making sure. Album of the year is going to Zabalda. Really? Yes. Why? That album was nothing short of just sheer insanity and i was like yeah we'll find out how brutal this is gonna be i'm uh the the single had me but i'm like can you really go much harder than the single and as soon as i heard it i like from the get-go i was like yep okay cool i'm gonna get my ass beat by a cd (laughs) and it did and i've listened to it a ton of times and that is straight up an ass beating album (laughs) so here's here's one that i'm like i wouldn't say it's my best album but it's like one of the most intriguing kind of like strange like unexpected season of mist artists mora prokaza so they've been like traditionally like death metal but did you hear the new album that came out this year and the the song check it is like this weird trap metal (laughs) The most insane, crazy. I'm like, when when I saw that come out, I was like, what is that? And I had to listen and listen and listen and listen. And then you watch the video and it gets better and better and better. And better. that poor little dog was the star <laughs> of the video. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, there's been some strange music this year that has come out that has just been like unexpected. I mean, like, and it, when you talk about like, so if we go to the lighter, the lighter side of the extreme level, um, Dark Tranquility's new album that's coming out next month. I got the full playthrough um, before they released the first single. And it was this really cool kind of quiet uh, media thing that they did for a day. And we got to talk to the band. Um, it was really, really cool. Like to listen the whole playthrough of the album. And man, it seems like they went darker this time. Like I haven't heard that kind of darkness from them before. And I'm really excited about that one. It's kind of strange. Like I'm not a huge DT fan, but I mean, I appreciate what they do. I'm not like, like super fan. I've liked what they do they you know their Swedish sound you know me I traditionally lean towards the Swedish Gothenburg sound but I was really surprised at how kind of much darker it feels and then of course you know my friends Aline have an album coming out next month and it's heavier this time and they've got blast beats and lots of growls and and then of course her beautiful melodic voice like 
there I've heard quite a few really good albums this year you know and there were some surprising albums but you know me I, I teeter from the rock all the way up to the really extreme and but yeah more pro casa that is oddly weird and I'm going to be talking to season of the mist this week so that's going to be a fun conversation about all of their artists you know because when I think of season of myth I always think I need a bath a bath a bath a bath <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah it's pretty freaking cool so let's talk about something that I saw come across that I thought was kind of strange and worthy to kind of have a conversation about. Did you hear that Miley Cyrus is doing a covers album of Metallica? Yes, I did. What are your thoughts? You know, honestly, um, <clears throat> I don't quite know how to feel about it. Uh, <sighs> uh, it's okay. I feel the same way. I really don't know how to feel about it. I'd, I'd kind of like to see what she could do, but at the same time, I'm not a fan of the idea of her doing it. I think for me personally, I'd rather see somebody like Lady Gaga do it. I really would. I, I'm not saying anything bad about my, uh, Miley Cyrus. I just think that Lady Gaga has a little bit more of... Um, musical direction to go towards the style that Metallica could go in comparison to where Miley Cyrus is. And see, when you say that, I agree with that because it's not to slam on her. I mean, of course, you know, I, I had a kid watching Hannah Montana growing up. So I had all the Hannah Montanas and then she went to do her pops, all her pop music. And, you know, she's kind of crossed the boundaries on, on music. So it's not like you haven't heard her out there. I mean, she has covered Metallica live at Glastonbury and she's done some Amy Winehouse and she just covered um, a Pearl Jam song. I mean, she's got this really, now that she's older, her voice has changed a lot and this heavy raspy tone to her voice, but she's got this odd vibrato sound in her voice that doesn't lend well to Metallica style music. So it's going to be interesting to see like, what she comes up with. I don't hate on Miley. I think it's awesome that she crosses these boundaries because it's going to bring those fans from her younger generations that love her pop stuff. And she's going to make Metallica and the metal scene relevant to these other people that would never cross the line into metal. I think that's really cool that she's going to bridge that, but it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I'll definitely take a listen to it because I want to see what she does with it because she did the uh, Fleetwood Max landslide. She did a, she did a cover version of it um, and it, really was really her voice is more like a stevie nicks style and i could see for some of the some of the songs but i just don't know how it's going to come out from metallica i didn't know that she covered that song. yeah yeah and she's had it out on a live show she did it she played it for a while on her tours um so i'm interested to see what she's going to do because she's not the same you know hannah montana miley cyrus wrecking ball style artist she's changed a lot over the, the last few years and it'd be interesting to see but Metallica is going to be a tough one. It's got to be done really delicately. Does she still kind of have a little bit of that higher voice still, or is it, or is it a little bit raspy? Uh, this new, this new um, video that just showed up from MTV's Unplugged, she did a Pearl Jam cover, and her voice is really deep and raspy, so it, it's very different than what you would expect from the other stuff. But maybe then again, it's, it's learning the tone and control of the voice to where maybe she's done some of that more work on her voice to hit those tones differently. Um, if she can leave the high notes and the, the, the more poppy stuff out of it and make Metallica's tracks her own and put her own spin on, I could see that it could be pretty cool. So I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what comes out of that. 
I was going to say, if she still has that little bit of a higher tinge to her voice, she could even go back and do some of the stuff from, like, Kill Em All when James had his higher higher uh, level voice where he could adjust quick enough, she could probably hit I'm that. sure she can reach those tones still. I mean, she's not at that age yet where your vocals, I mean, your vocal folds will change over the years. And I know, like, artists that it's weird i'm gonna do a country singer right now is just because i know this one you know faith hill after she had her first child her voice her whole tone in her voice she was very much more high-pitched and, and more um soprano and it became more very alto and rich and deep tone after her baby was born it was the weird like the hormones had some difference to her vocal tone and her voice has never gone back to what it was before and as you progress in age your, vo- your voice will change somewhat so It'll be interesting to see, you know, if she does, you know, how she hits those notes. I mean, there are men artists that hit these amazing high notes in metal that today that I just go, I didn't know you had that in you. Like um, Jakey from uh, Syrah, he hit some really crazy notes on their first album. And then again, on their second album that I didn't know that he could hit those notes. So it was really unexpected to hear that. But then, you know, people, while they've been at home making all these live videos and stuff, he discovered the um, Never Enough from that movie, The Greatest Showman. And it was really cool because the artist that, that does it in the movie is actually a Swedish, she's a Swedish um, actress, but he hit these notes that I gave my granddaughter my phone. I said, okay, I want you to watch and because she's a huge, the greatest showman movie fan. And she loves that song. And she watched him sing it and she watched it a second time. And she was like, I love this. This is great. And so she wanted to listen to it all day. She thought it was really cool to hear that difference. So it'd be interesting to see. I mean, like I know Lady Gaga could totally, I would love to see Lady Gaga do a whole bunch of like a like a whole Judas Priest re- revisit because her vocals are so insane like that would be kind of cool to see her do something like a, like a Priest album or something like that would be and to be fair I could pretty much listen to her do whatever it, it she's she's one of those few pop stars for me that I'm like okay I'll pretty much listen to whatever you put out there I think she's really talented she has a lot going for her and she always really has she's just been one of those iconic people that hit the spot at the right time and she had the right things going for her and then as like her career went forward she progressed with it not only that she found uh she just found the right style for her and she stuck with it and as she progressed i mean she expanded out to different horizons she she also went in she's done some acting she's done she's done all sorts of stuff i mean didn't she she did that album with uh, i always forget his name um you're talking the jazz album yes it's with uh tony yeah yeah i know who you're talking about yeah yeah that album was fantastic it was damn near perfect i loved it so anything that she could pretty much do it's pretty much pretty much spot on so miley cyrus i'll 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 give her a chance. I'll give her a chance on it. I'll probably be a little hit and miss or uh, picky with the songs, I think. But uh, I will also say we can save this topic for a different one if you would like. If you want to hear a huge rant from me sometime, don't ever get me started on 90s Metallica. 
because I can just go and go and go and go. And it's not to say that, you know what, I'm already getting into it, but I'm just going to cut myself off there because you know what, I can definitely go and I can do that to my roommates who have heard this a hundred (laughs) times. You sound like you need to play some video games, go and kill them all, destroy something. (laughs) Oh man, you know, I've, uh, I've been playing some, so PlayStation last month, even though like I had the money for it and I did it, but should I? Probably not, but I did anyways. Um, they had their, they had their PlayStation sale and then they had their big in Japan sale and then they had their, uh, games of a generation sale which i just want to say fuck you sony for taking my money and thank you (laughs) and thank you for the great sales you gave me um because i picked up i think 12 or 13 games oh my gosh and i got all of those for under under 200 bucks you're gonna get some good soundtracks Oh, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to get some good soundtracks from them because I picked up all the Yakuza games. Oh, yeah. I picked up yeah. all the all the Assassin's Creed games. All the Assassin's Creed games. Oh, Assassin's I Creed. Up. I can never get my hands on to get the controls right. And I'm always the one that gets stuck everywhere. <laughs> I, I have beat, I beat all of them up until Unity because when Unity first came out, uh, I was so excited. I played it. And then there was a bunch of stuff that wasn't done on it because it seemed like they rushed it out to have something for a new for a new generation console. And there was a bunch of glitches on it. So like as soon as I got it, I just straight up went back to GameStop when it wasn't working. And I'm like, I hate it. Take it back. (laughs) I just was done with it. So then I bought Syndicate and I couldn't. I couldn't get into it, so I sold that too. Then I went and I bought Origins because you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me. Fool me once, However, shame that phrase. Thank you. I'm old. I can tell you Thank- these things. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it. Um. So-, so let me ask you this, like. If you had to pick one of the video games that you have, what do you think would be the most metal video game you have based on like just the like the, the extreme that would fit like I want to slash and slay and kill you and I mean like really if we're gonna talk just like the aesthetics and everything, I'd say doom. Yeah. If we're gonna talk aesthetics, if we're gonna talk like if we're gonna go other things, I don't know. If we're gonna go for just just kill things, yeah. you're obviously gonna go with Diablo because there's just never-ending waves of enemies. But you can also go with like the dark style of stuff. So I mean, you've also got games like, and I know people would rip me a new one for this. You've got your Bioshocks. <laughs> <laughs> it may be single player, but fuck with me, I don't care. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay because we, we've had this conversation i am a huge fan of the fable series and i you know it's it's relevant because you know for those of you that are out there are going oh not fable but it's relevant they're making a new fable and i i hear that they're going to make it to where you can kill everything in the game this time and this has always been my pet peeve of all the games is that 
you can make yourself as evil as you want to be in the old fable games, but you could never kill the children in the games. Like, okay, you're in a video game. I'm not going to kill children. I've, I've raised my child. I've got grandchildren. I'm not going to kill children, but in a video game, when you've got that, that freedom to roam and do whatever you want in the game, why can't you, I mean, you can buy hookers in fable, but you can't kill the children in fable. I really, you, you know, throughout motherhood, you were just all like, there's days. I think every parent has that, especially now, like, as I've seen, this is, this, especially now as I'm seeing my friends online and I'm laughing maniacally because my son is an adult and I'm free of that having to, to homeschool and I'm watching my friends suddenly having to homeschool their children and they've never appreciated teachers until now. And I think a lot of parents are starting to realize what teachers go through. Teachers are not your yes. daycare centers. I think it's really, this, like the shock, like, core math like it's not like math i did when i was in second grade no this shit's fuck i'm running i am running a math group would you like and here's the other part it's an it's for the faster kids you want to know something they're asking me questions about math i don't know the answers to yeah i'm an engineer by trade and i wouldn't even want to go back to math classes today I, there were days that i sat and I, I because i'm dyslexic too so i had a really hard time with math and i worked my way through it but there were days i would literally lay my head on the table and just cry because i i couldn't get the math because of the, everything the things were flipped to me but then also i'm very one much one of those people that it has to make sense to me in the real world like how do you apply this math? So I did really great with classes that like were math that were applied in real life, but X plus Y equals Z. Uh, what? <laughs> no, you know, make it make sense to really where you can apply it. I don't think everybody needs the same kind of math, you know, <laughs> I really don't. So I think, yeah, that's the, if you want to talk about a year that is metal as fuck, 2020 has fucked everyone. <laughs> fucked, it has fucked our musicians. It has totally just taken over everything people are out of work i mean it's the shittiest people are dying but then you've got the other shit that's going on as a weird side effect that you didn't that parents are teaching their own children <laughs> parents that even even chosen careers to say that they would never want to be a teacher like they people told me i would be a great teacher and i said no i don't like children that much i would probably close the door and burn the building down i could never be a teacher they get on my nerves to have that many kids around me i mean i love kids but I, you know it's I know my limits, you know. I work in education and I think that this is tough. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is, I mean, I feel like nurses and teachers are some of the most underappreciated professions that have ever existed. And I, I, I hope out of this that parents will appreciate teachers and understand that it needs to be a partnership. And I've always thought that when I raised my own son is that it needs to be a partnership. You don't just leave your kid at school and expect the teachers to do it all they're having like 20, 30 kids in their class, even more in some districts. It's, it's a village. We have to work together. And boy, but 2020 has been a real pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you, here's one thing that got me. I'm like the other day I was looking through and, and I follow Gloria Cavalera. I love her. She's one of my amazing, I fandom over her. She's just an amazing human being. And she posted a photo holding something I thought was like some strange lizard and it was Max's dreads. He cut his dreads off. Oh, yes, and I was yes. like, and I even said, I, I said on her Instagram, I was like, holy crap, I'm staring, staring at this photo for a long time, wondering what kind of animal you're holding when I realized it's his dreads. One of my friends was all like, I met that dread in person, rip. 
<laughs> oh, that's brutal. That's brutal. That is brutal. <laughs> He's some of the longest, like, massive dreads. Like, you know, I think my buddy Chad smith from hemlock has got some great great dreads as well and he's got a yeah. whole process for his like we talked about this um they were out on tour and i was like how do you keep those things clean and, and they were like well you know you wash them when you can and if you're in between they have febreze spray and they spray them down religiously to you know, keep them oh just to keep them not smelling sour but to keep them fresh till when they can go and actually get somewhere they can wash because you know how it is when you're on the road you don't always have you don't always have access to showers and that's the yeah yeah that's the life of being on the road yeah i've um i read an interview one time and it was with the guys from every time i die which if if anybody knows anything about those guys um <laughs> they they'll just tell you anything they, they don't fucking care they're just like oh yeah do you want to know how we came out with having you know so much money you know as I think it was Jordan who said that and he had quotations when he said it. He's like, so much money. He's like, yeah, we've stayed in $50 hotels our entire career. And he's like, if you don't have a roach going across you, you're in too high of a class. <laughs> wait, wait, staying at $50 hotels. Wait a second. I mean, that's a luxury life. A lot of people are sleeping in freaking conversion vans still. <laughs> <laughs> I've, i actually there was a band that came through steak sauce mustache came through um they're on a tour some friends of mine that they played this uh this knot fest at the south south gate rink this really cool like thing but they had like this weird van like they had like like card like plywood or something on it where people like kind of make your own space and you you sleep in your van yeah. <laughs> like it is what it is like <laughs> I've seen that in a buddy's fan too. Yeah, not all tours are luxurious. I mean, I don't think what people don't get that. I mean, back in the day when bands were touring them and there was money and the labels behind it and they had those kick-ass buses and, you know, they had, they could stay at a hotel and it, that isn't the way it is anymore. Like, yeah, and it certainly isn't this year. I mean, so many artists are struggling. I mean, I know we were talking about this about where you find your music and I mean, there's the the Spotify's and the streaming services and, you know, where can you get your music that actually makes a difference? And uh, we were talking about Bandcamp and I know you said you found a lot of great artists on there and I do too. I mean, like I love Bandcamp has been doing a lot this year where they do their like a Friday a month or something where the, all the money that gets spent on Bandcamp goes directly to the artists. And I think that's a really, really great thing to do to make sure that to put some extra money in their pockets. Like there's a lot that we need to be doing. I mean, I've, I've talked to friends that I like one friend told me yesterday or something at the last tour that he like the last time he's been on his tour is literally a year from today like a few days ago that was his last tour you know and he's a touring tech and musician it's like what do you do when you don't I mean I what a year like to think about that I mean we're crying because we don't have shows but yeah yeah I mean I go to the band camps and stuff pick up some merch and like I can't remember like what's the last piece of merch that I picked up uh I've been buying all year, but you know, the really, I think the really suck part is I love a lot of bands from overseas and I've been buying a lot of their merch, but because of COVID it's cut down on shipping and a lot of things got held and I'm still waiting on albums from friends that came out months ago because they got held like Germany for a while would not allow anybody to ship anything to the United States. So that things just got screw the pooch, you know, just, I'm waiting on a hoodie from a friend in Sweden uh, and it's been six months. They've shipped it twice, you know, <laughs> 
I love my merch and I, I hate to say it, but right now I'm on a pause from buying merch overseas just because we're having a really tough time getting stuff here. I mean, supporting the locals, of course, but it's, I would like to support other friends around the world as well. So it's kind of, you know, catch some of their live streams and buy a ticket if you can. But, but I, I, what about you? Have you watched any live streams this year? I have. <clears throat> I have. I, uh, the one that got me the most, um, and yes, it was definitely a U.S. band. Uh, it was for sure the Lamb of God show where they did the Ashes of the Wake album, which is my all-time favorite album ever. Like, I actually have the album art tattooed up on my arm. Uh, funny thing was and uh i was but uh <laughs> but and if you really want to know head over to instagram to pb photos and find patrick burton bag him in his inbox to tell you what he's talking about <laughs> it was really good though i i enjoyed the hell out of it and like i was over at i was actually at my girlfriend's house watching that and I know one of her roommates was home or at least I was pretty sure and I'm just like I'm sitting there and I'm texting my mom and I'm like holy fuck this is so good and I'm like I swear to god if they play Black Label I'm gonna be so pissed they're doing it on a live stream and not in person but I, I know for a fact I was at the last show they played Black Label at because it was at it was at Pain in the Grass when they played with Slipknot. Uh, that was the last yeah. time they played Black Label. And then uh, Randy Randy uh, said, uh, this is a song we don't play anymore uh, and you guys can't sue us, so we'll play it now. And it was Black Label. <laughs> and I'm like, I was sitting, I was like, I got up off of, I, I got up and I wasn't sitting at the kitchen table anymore. And I was just like looking and I'm like, if anybody walks through the door, I swear to God, if he says go, it's going to be wall of death time. <laughs> like, they're going to be very oh surprised. <laughs> but um, I've watched that one. I watched the Dropkick Murphys. I watched Flesh God Apocalypse. I've actually watched that one, them a couple times. I watched Zabalba, Touche Amore, which Touche Amore's uh, set was fantastic. And I was super bummed because I was supposed to see them at Sound and Fury. And I didn't get to, but the Zabala set they did for their record release. Yeah, it was their record release. And I was actually supposed to be at their record release, which was the day of Northwest Terror Fest. Oh. And, and the scariest part about that show was they're playing Barboza. Oh, that's going to be fucking terrifying. <laughs> like they're headlining Barboza and then you go upstairs and um, I think Ringworm is headlining. Nope. And I'm like, it's an all day hardcore show there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm down. I'm going. Nope. And it sold out so quick. And they're all like, I think, I think the Zabalda shows sold out within like a day and a half. And I, as soon as I saw they were in Barboza, I was like, buy ticket. <laughs> but um, yeah, have you seen any of those yet? Did you watch any live shows? You know, I've watched a few live and I've not watched any. I'm trying to think if I've watched any extreme. I don't think I've watched any extreme live shows, which is really weird for me. Like that I'm thinking about, it, I don't think I have. Like, 
I've watched um, some friends show like, uh, you know, my friends in Sweden, a number of them have Gathering of Kings did a show. Um, my friends at Captain Blackbeard did one. Royal Republic, uh, so that again, Royal Republic, one of my favorite like punk rock bands. They're kind of punk, but they're a little hipsterish now. Um, they're from Malmö, Sweden. They do a great live show and every time they play, I'm excited. That was one of the first that I watched and I was like literally jumping up and down in my room here, you know, in front of the monitor screaming along because it was really fun. Um, I haven't really like, I mean, like, I think I took this deep dive, like this year, just like I said, it's kind of just the depression hit. And I just, it's like, cause I just, I don't, I don't like, I mean, I love to work from home, but come on, I've been home since March 5th. This is ridiculous. Like, and we've just been told we're not going back to our offices at the earliest before the first of April. I mean, it's kind of sick fucking April fool's joke is that like, you know, but I mean, I don't care. I don't really want to be in the office anyway, but it's just, it's the other side of it where like, you know, the gyms open back up. Then I got deathly sick after going to the gym for a week and a half because assholes won't wear their masks. Like, I get it. It's your freedom, your choice. If you want to be outside and exercise or whatever, and you don't want to wear a mask, great. But if you're in some place like in Washington state where you're required to have a mask on inside, wear the fucking mask, you know, I mean, not that big of a deal, you know, but then I got super sick. So I closed my gym account. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm not going to go back to the gym until, you know, it's, you're not going to risk your life to go into the gym and it is what it is. And now we're in flu season. So, Hey, you know, we've, I've got allergies, the flu, who knows what you got anymore, but I think it's, it's weird just being at home and, you know, I mean, I'm not shirking any light, you know, light laughter at it. People have died. Lots of people have died. Um, you know, it's touched us personally in our own family. And, you know, I don't wish any kind of that shit on anybody. And I've heard the same from around the lots of friends. And, you know, and I think that in June, one of my friends committed suicide and it was really tough, unexpected. And it just, you know, and then, I mean, like, we had, um, and I'm not going to really give too much to it, but we had one of our people who lives in our neighborhood, um, she committed suicide and she just literally, literally graduated high school in June. She just couldn't take the pressure of what's going on in the world anymore and decided to just leave the world. And it's, it's had this really strange effect on everyone. And I think that's just, you know, it's been a really heavy year and I would love some shows to come. I mean, you know, if, if Dark Funeral or Demi Borgare decided to do a live gig, I would be all over that shit. Legion of the Damned needs to do a live gig because I would be all over that shit. Like, I mean, I just, you know, and I think I, there were some that I wanted to catch that I just totally like flaked out on and totally forgot they happened. But, you know, I don't know. There's, I mean, I've watched some Battering Ram did a show, um, but, you know, I mean, there's lots of things that are coming up. Like, um, I'll have to say, I'm going to give a nod to it because the sponsors of this episode is Headbangers Con. They have a event called Conline coming up December 5th and 6th of this year. Um, since we're talking about Randy Blythe, Randy just got announced yesterday as a guest on the lineup. He's only got 25 tickets for this event. It's a special meet and greets thing they're doing and autograph sessions. And, you know, it's going to be really cool and intimate kind of thing that they're doing as a way to help artists find another stream of income this year while also connecting fans with artists they love. You know, and it opens it up because when Headbangers Con did it in 2018, it was a, a live in-person event, like similar to Comic-Con. Um, this year we couldn't do it because you know, COVID. Um, but there's a ton of great artists. So you've got this lineup has got Randy Blythe, Chad Gray got announced this week from Hell Yeah, uh, Paige Hamilton from Helmet, they've got Dave Ellison and Dirk Van Buren from Megadeth, uh, Mark Heilman, I can never get his name, Suicide Silence, Mark Heilman, 
I can never get his last name right. So I'm so sorry about that, Mark, if you're listening. Uh, Rudy Sarzo from Quiet Riot, uh, White Snake Aussie Dio is going to be doing this. Um, that my favorites, my personal favorites, Carla Harvey and Heidi Shepard of Butcher Babies, they're involved in this as well. They were involved in the first one, so it's cool to see them come back. Um, same with Dave Ellison, he was there. Morgan Rose, of course, is going to be there because Morgan Rose is also part owner of Headbangers Con, along with Chris 51, you know, world-renowned tattoo artist, had his own show on A&E. Um, Inc., uh, he's got uh, Geek Inc. Um, Phil Dimmel is going to be part of this. I mean, there's, it's the lineup is just in crazy, like Waylon Revis, Ryan McCombs, Brian Fair, Sean Foyce of Breaking Benjamin, and there are other, other artists that have not been announced that are going to be announced soon. So you guys go check out headbangerscon.com, pick up some tickets to this one really cool event that's going to happen once this year. Um, as soon as shows can pick back up again, they're going to start running live gigs again, but connect with your favorite artists, go over there and check them out. But the episode today is sponsored by Headbangers Con. So we are really thrilled, you know, to be able to help in any way that we can to get the word out on this really great event for these artists. Next week, actually, I can tell you right now, we will have a guest, uh, Doro Pesch, the original queen of metal from Germany, uh, Warlock, and of course, Doro Pesch's Warlock. Um, you know, that, that'll that be really cool. You guys are going to get to hear some really cool stuff. She's got a new four album set coming out next month. Um, yeah, and then, but we'll get, we'll get more on some more metal, because we've been talking about doing this podcast for a couple years now. A couple years, yeah, it's been a, it's been a fucking long while (laughs) it has it's been a long while yeah like life has gotten ahead of us but you know it is what it is we've known each other for years because of music and music is a great healer and a great thing and the more extreme the music the better it is you know like the more (laughs) the more corpse paint you can put on the happier i am because i mean like dark funeral gets me every time with corpse paint like (gasps) demi borgir corpse paint (gasps) yeah Dimu Borgir, oh. one of the best. Shows I, let me say, I'm bummed about Bethlegor having to to postpone their album. Yeah, because this was the album they have the most beats per minute in a song. I'm super excited. I want to hear this. Like, you know, that's you know, Helmuth has been talking about this that they had that, and I did an interview with Helmuth earlier this year for for Rocknet before Sweden Rock, and then of course Sweden Rock sheltered. But I'm like, oh, there's so much cool stuff coming, and like. I forgot. I was going to tell you about that other album. I did have one other album that I wanted to give a quick. Uh, there was a Vein album that came out earlier this year that uh, I know um, you know how much I love that band. Yes, you are a huge Vein fan. Yes. Yes, it is called Old Data in a New Machine Volume 1. It is actually so it's got some uh, remixes, and then it's also got, well, it's got a good amount of remixes, but they also went back and remastered some of some songs that are really popular that are on other albums, and then they threw in some demos that they had made as well uh, from prior, like, from songs that that are also big but they threw in what they sounded like beforehand and holy shit if they stuck to their to that sound from the demos they would be almost more terrifying than they already are oh my god that's hard to imagine like from the demo like the yeah because i i know you you're a huge fan of closed casket activities label and like and then like the bands that come from that because they're heavy but then you've got the, I, I think vain are they on closed casket or yeah that's yeah because i I know you love them because every time you got the chance to, to go out and catch their shows, like 
Yes. Did you hear um, they were talking about the possibilities of maybe at some point having a Dillinger escape coming back together? You, did you miss that this week? So someone asked, oh gosh, and I'm I'm not the I'm not the big fan, I'm not the huge fan like you are, a vocalist of Dillinger Escape Plan. Greg, Greg Yeah, Pichotta. I asked if there was a possibility of the band coming back together. And the response was we will never close the door, like kind of something like on we'll, won't close the door on it, but it was just a little too soon to revisit it. But hearing that tells me that we should be keeping an eye that direction. So if it if it's not happening at this point, let's get the rumor going so that they have no choice but to do some sort of comeback. <laughs> For those of you who don't I'm know, that's still, a very happy noise. <laughs> I'm still paying from that trip. Oh my God, I can't. I still haven't listened to the full album of Dissociation since that final show. I can't listen to that final song. I still can't accept it. I can't do it. Like their final show is up on YouTube. Somebody recorded it. I still haven't watched it yet. It's going to be three years this year. Why do I still act like somebody has died? Because a part of me died. That's why. <laughs> well, and now, and now I, I just pulled the scab back oh my god if if they come back i'm going to lose my ever loving fucking mind and it's gonna be like oh, you got people may not see me again because i'm just gonna be like <gasps> like i'm just gonna be like at their shows and it's just gonna be like hey where'd he go oh there he goes there he goes there he goes also, for anyone who's going to hear this, I'm epileptic, and if anybody knows what a Dillinger Escape Plan show is like, it's nothing but strobes. I've seen them five times, and my seizures have been running rampant for over a year. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be there, and I will be doing something stupid. Just wear some full-on blocking light blocking goggles and just jump in the pit. Oh hell no! You gotta experience this full course. You know me. I'm I'm a migraine sufferer, a lifelong migraine sufferer, and that's the hardest part. Like the show, the lighting, and that yeah, definitely lighting on that would kill me. And like there are shows that I will not go to because I just can't. I can't afford the five day brutality from the migraine. The last good migraine I had was that oh it was the pain in the grass a few years back, the KSW gig, and that it was so hot. It was like around close to 100 degrees, and so that triggers my migraines. But then the lighting from one of the shows, and I literally reached the photographer next to me and touched and said, "I don't know who you are because I can't see you, but I'm either having a stroke or I've got a migraine. Can you take me down to the medics?" I just, I mean, I like lost a whole like. It was a good yeah. week after that, but Dillinger, I, that's the yeah, their lights are brutal. But just a uh, just just save up some vacation time and just go yeah <laughs> just just put it aside and be all like this migraine is going to be worth it i just need to see some sheer insanity <laughs> yeah so we'll, we'll end it on that one is leave you with that to start scouring the internet and see what you can come up with but i thought that i was i was surprised that you didn't mention that because i, I would have thought that like as much as you love it you would have said something and i mean I didn't, hear I didn't know that. if it was a point I'm... of contention or just too too soon to bring them up to you <laughs> 
God, I'm so excited. Yeah, so we'll leave it on that. Uh, we hope you guys had a good time. Come back and join us next week. We are going to, again, we're going to have Doro Pesh on the show with us. Going to be really cool. And I'm also going to be talking with Katie from Season of the Mist. We're going to be talking about all their really kick-ass extreme metal artists. So you guys are going to get some updates on some new stuff. So join us next week and catch us live on, on Days Rock Radio, Wednesdays at 1. We will have the, we'll have the show there you know, stick around with us. You guys can find us at globalmetalmayhem.com if you want to check out news we've got going on. Yesterday's News Magazine is at yesterdaysnews.com. Dazed Rock Radio. You guys can find us on online radio box. Um, You can find us at the Live 365 app under Dazed Rock Radio. We stream around the world. So join us on what we're doing. If you like what we're doing, please do a follow to get our updates when our episodes come in. And we'll chat with you guys next week. Patrick, thanks for joining me on the show today. I'm super excited to have you on with us. And hey, guys, welcome, Patrick. You guys, again, you find us Instagram, Facebook, come chat. If there's something you want us to talk about, or if there's something you think we totally hosed at, come let us know, engage with us. We love to have a chat with you about the music. Until then, we'll see you guys next week. To check out any of the artists we were talking about on today's episode, head over to our website at globalmetalmayhem.com. Scroll straight to the bottom to reach our official Spotify playlist. This way you'll check out all the artists we've talked about on this show in any past episode. We'll see you guys next week.